What's up? And welcome to another episode of Black in the Maritimes. I'm Fidel. I'm Hillary. And I'm Clinton. And it's Labor Day today. Uh, yeah, it, we're yes. recording this on Labor Day. So, uh, <laughs> you know, in the United States and in Canada. So uh, first day of school for a couple of kids in Canada uh, tomorrow because it starts in Labor Day. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's been a happy Labor Day for everybody that doesn't have to work. If you work on a call center, suck to be used. You have to work. It is what it is. So uh, we're going to start up with, well, kind of a holiday that we're, it's going to start, uh, which is Truth and Reconciliation Day. So uh, Truth and Reconciliation Day, just to give a brief, it's a day that remembers the graveyards or the children that were dead in residential schools, especially First Nation, uh, which lately have been discovering all these massive graves and remembers all other types of genocides that have been done to indigenous community uh, over the years. So depending on where you're living, uh, basically uh, Manitoba recognized it, British Columbia recognized it, uh, Alberta recognized it, Ontario is in the still trying to figure it out. Uh, they still haven't done it. Quebec uh, has recognized it. Uh, but again, Nova Scotia has as well. I don't necessarily sure about PEI, uh, but I do know that New Brunswick uh, decided not to do that. Uh, the government of New Brunswick decided not to put uh, September 30th, which is today, as uh, a statutory holiday. Uh, Premier Blaine Higgs uh, said a statement, and this is what this says. Uh, is saying that the New Brunswick government is committed to identifying ways of acknowledging September 30 as the day of recognition. Our government encourages everyone to use this day as an opportunity to consider what each of us can do as individuals to advance reconciliation and help to create a better, more inclusive problems, Hick said in a statement. And then he did his bullshit, which said, while September 30th will not be observed in New Brunswick, it will not be a statutory holiday. Uh, what is your take? I'll get to Hillary first. I'm just so tired of this shitty, shitty man <laughs> being in power. Like, he wore that orange shirt and pretended to care about the Indigenous and then straight up basically spits on them by doing this. There's still no commissioner towards systemic racism. There's still no um, abortion clinic, and we're still fighting about uh, Clinic 554 with because uh, the Liberal Party is now actually like fighting for these women's rights and saying that they want Clinic 554 to reopen. And he's just like such an awful person giving us a five cent minimum, <laughs> like a wage hike. And it's it's just like it's so exhausting how absolutely awful this guy is i like there you can't say that you're committed to finding ways to recognize this day and to support this community when federally they they have a way but it, and it's not even that great of a way it's a day but at least it was something and then Blaine Higgs is just like no i like shit on your symbolism shit on your truth and reconciliation day we don't care about the mass graves we don't care about anything i i just really dislike him so much and i hope that he is no longer premier soon well he has a majority so he has four years uh, i hate that for us unless some unless somebody retires or or passes away or something it, he's there for four uh clinton what's your take on it okay you guys ready for some unpopular opinions here yeah go ahead 
I'm totally not Team Higgs. I can't stand the man. I've been so sick of him since I don't know if it was Doctor the Doctor up in Campbellton or someone else. Uh, I hope he's not in power anymore either. All of the above. Not a defense for Higgs. I don't support him at all. However, and without getting into what I think should and shouldn't be statutory holidays, I don't see how getting all businesses and all small businesses across the province and across the country to pay their employees to stay at home for the day. And then when they're paying their employees, get deducted off those payments and give money back to the province and get back federally, contribute to, to everything else, get deducted for it. The government makes money off a stat holiday because employers pay their employees and they deduct th that, those taxes. Um, I don't see how that does anything for Indigenous people. So... Well, there's a lot of things that they can be doing. Um, I don't see how that does it. I don't see how paying Canadians to stay at home um, helps Indigenous people. You can say it's a day of learning. You can say it's a day for them to attend events. Well, there's no proof that they're going to do that. And there's no mandatory order for them to do that. So likely, just like most other holidays, just like Remembrance Day, it won't really be observed. Um, if you are going to have a stat holiday to recognize Indigenous people. Here's a couple of different things you could do. You, the government, could pay people to stay home by sending them a check and not putting that burden on small businesses, who a lot of which just barely survived the pandemic. Or you could instruct businesses to take the money they would have used to pay their employees for stat holiday and contribute it directly to Indigenous people, or you could just give Indigenous people a paid day off, or you could pay your employees if they have proven that they are going to some kind of event, because that was one of the Indigenous leaders' complaints, that people aren't going to be able to have the day off work to be attend these Indigenous-led events meant to increase education and learning on, on the topic, um, unless employees would only get paid if they attended learning workshops. I'm sorry, I don't see how giving Canadians a paid day off would do anything to move Indigenous people toward reconciliation and heal the province. Well, I just, like, I, I don't disagree because, as I just said in my point, I don't think that this day is the answer. And I've said that before about Juneteenth, about Emancipation Day. Like, I feel like that is giving marginalized groups crumbs. But when you're one of the only provinces that doesn't participate, <laughs> it seems racist, especially when every other thing that you do also either is like pandering towards these groups when it's a photo op, but then, you know, saying that you want to, didn't he say he wanted to get rid of like indigenous tax exemptions as well? Like it's just, it bolsters again, the idea that he's full of hatred. Like, I don't think that the day is necessarily worth it, but if we were going to, if he's not going to part, like we're not participating in that day, but he's also not offering anything instead. So it's just like one province basically saying we opt out of this thing that the like federally we're trying to do. That almost the I, whole country is doing. Yeah. And exactly. Like, I don't think that it's the answer. This day does not give these communities more money. It does not educate more people. It doesn't help them through any kind of trauma, nothing. But when the one province that doesn't do it, I'm like, this is shit. Like at least if par everyone participate. It is. Find a it new is. answer. Symbolically. Yeah. He's not being part of the crowd. He's not jumping on the bus. Mm -hmm. Symbolically, it would have been a really good move for him strategically if he was trying to get liberal voters votes. But I don't think he is. I think he probably made a bunch of conservatives happy by a decision like this. You know what I mean? Um, he is uh, he needs to go. I'm not a fan of him, but I'm just. Yeah, all the things added up, it just points more to who he is. But we're also talking about the fact that, like, 
he's not making it a stat holiday. So I want to also have the conversation is how does having a stat holiday for recognizing indigenous, what happened to indigenous people over the years, help move their communities forward? Honestly, you're just paying a bunch of Canadians, majority of the country being white, like I'm half white. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're paying white Canadians to stay home. And they're not going to go to events. They don't. There's maybe a couple hundred will in each town or city, but it's, there are better, what I'm saying is if you're going to do something to recognize them, there's better ways to actually benefit their community. You can give the stat money to them. You can make the businesses pay the stat money to them. Um, You can have a proof of attending some kind of learning workshop on that day to get paid to go to work and stuff like that. But I mean, that that's one thing that I, I think about, which is one of the things, it, it was more of a business decision, which you as a business owner, you definitely can relate. But if we if we go to an analogy, we could say, what is Victoria Day, right? Like why we have Victoria Day, which is a Queen Victoria, and it doesn't do anything, right? And it's a federal holiday or New Brunswick Day or X amount of days. Uh, and I think one of the, the things that I saw on this is like, fine, I mean, I definitely would like another day off. Canada is the, the country that with less days off in the world. Uh, we definitely are pretty known for that. Really? Uh, one of them. We're not the, we're not, I think Mexico is yep. number one, but we're okay. like in the top five. <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is, is like, if you look at Martin Luther King Day, there's nothing special about Martin Luther King Day in the US. It's just remembering the, the actions of a person. Uh, the other thing that, I don't see is if we have days like Victoria Day or New Brunswick Day, I mean, why cannot we have Reconciliation Day? Because again, Queen Victoria was from England, right? So I don't, I don't even know why we, we keep doing that. Uh, the, the thing that kind of frustrates me the most about Blaine Higgs, and not even Blaine Higgs, to be honest, which is not just him, is the system in New Brunswick, is that Blaine Higgs is the part of this province that... They say they're not racist, but they do racist things. Absolutely, uh, and that's and that's that's the, and that's the system that that goes to it. And and it again, it's not really sure. Like the same thing with Emancipation Day, it's not really that it will move the needle or not. It's that it just gets remembered and gets in people's head, right? Like again, we can go with Martin Luther King Day or. Uh, Remembrance Day, which is a very like we don't want to forget that part of our history, so therefore we repeat it every year, so people so it stays in people, and you get a day off, which is amazing, which is cool. Again, and we had not so great days like Christopher Columbus Day, like they had in, in many countries that you know, like and people had a day off, but people wanted to remember Christopher Columbus, although although he wasn't the best guy to remember, it, right? So I, I think the I think that's the that that is one of the things that I feel that in New Brunswick, not necessarily the other provinces or in New Brunswick is Blaine Higgs has a history of this, right? It, it has a, he didn't want to uh, recognize uh, racism as a crime. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want to even engage in conversations with the indigenous people. Uh, he called indigenous people fuel tax breaks. Uh, now he does this, you know, like, like it, there's, there's a trail of things that you do that is like, wait a minute, I'm not quite sure that what you're saying is true, but you have a history of doing things, especially to a, a group of people that I, I don't think you like. And I, and that's like, and that, again, and that is a resemblance of our province. If you would tell me that he was the only guy because he's in power, but that's not just him, right? There is a fair amount of people, especially men, especially old, especially white, that don't 
like indigenous people. They think they're freeloaders. They think they have this. They think they're this and this. And if you look at our problems, that's a good, that's a reflection is he's not the only one. There's many people that feel this type of, and the fact that you're the men in power and you're reflecting that out of the highest chair that you can get in the province, it's quite concerning to me just because again, it doesn't, Again, it's not the fact that it's a day off or not. That's not even the relevant part. The relevant part is that you have a track record for doing things to a certain community, and it it just doesn't look good. That that's definitely what 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 I've been sensing about this situation. And it's it's not even a track record with like only that community. It's it's September sixth. Where's the commissioner of systemic racism? March is around the corner. I don't know what else to do but to fly home and start to pick it because this is getting to be ridiculous. Isn't that in like we, almost six months? And yeah. Asbury, we could, we yeah. could launch like an episode dedicated to like, where is it? <laughs> try <laughs> like, to talk to, try to talk to other people in the province, get little everyone to chime in and just like come in at five minute intervals on the show and be like, hey, where is the commissioner? I mean, I People asked from all I, different organizations. I asked CBC about like writing a piece in like in if later in the fall if there still isn't named, and I was given the green light to go ahead. Like I will write to Phoenix and say, well, just where is it? How are you expecting a, someone to do this job in six months? I don't see I, a reason to wait at all. Yeah, and I, this and is the I fall. Again, and I don't think it's what I've heard to the grapevine is that it's just not a priority for them. It's just not. And that's the, okay. that's, that's, and well, that's, the, that's that. the sad part. And it was and just because, some PR for the news. But go ahead. And I guess my my biggest concern with that part is that is that we are talking that this is how not just like individuals, this is a system, this is a whole government. Right. This is the government that we're talking about. Right. And we are seeing policies and and we're seeing things in the government that just don't benefit minorities. But then again, on the flip side, we have the state of the province is that, well, the province has tried everything to bring people. here. tried everything that I can imagine from bringing Canadians, from bringing foreign. And the, the, the situation is the following. You need these minorities here. That's that's just not that's a fact. That's just how we you know, there's this health insurance thing. There's these taxes that somebody needs to pay for it and people are getting older. And unfortunately, somebody has to flip that bill. You have to flip it to somebody else and you need immigrants to or whoever you think it is. And if you have a system that doesn't care about minorities, but you need minorities to stay here and to be here, I I don't this could go to a critical position of our way of living as a province. Right. Like because. Taxes will get higher if we don't get any more people here. And that means that it's going to become unlivable to be here. Uh, but then when you look at it, I don't know how they're not looking at that. How are they just like, whoop doo these people are here and they come if they come, they don't know. And again, that's for me is the concern that this is not a priority to them, but they need it, right? And, and as a person that lives here, it's concerning to that part that it's like, you have a government that does not care about anything that's not business or big business established business that's all they care about and it's like wait a minute uh that's not gonna that's not sustainable so and that's that's pretty much what what i'm concerning with this thing is that it's just a track of things that have happened and 
Uh, the yeah, I mean, I think you should write. I don't think you should wait six months. I think you should just do it next week. I don't think anything. Again, I don't. I don't think. Oh, I'm any- not waiting six months. It would be six months until the yeah. position is supposed to end. Which, like, I everything you said, I agree with is concerning. But it's also like I I get that this position clearly isn't a priority. I'm not surprised. Clearly, Blaine Higgs to me is a racist. But then don't put a deadline. Like the the scholar, the student in me, the university nerd in me is like we're getting too close to the deadline line you need to submit your work <laughs> and there's going to be no work submitted and he's still going to have three more years like what's his excuse going to be oops we forgot like there was a pandemic i forgot like then don't put a deadline if it's not your priority and you clearly don't give a shit then leave it open-ended and then never fill the position and then just leave your position in power and be like oops i never cared about black people we know you don't I, it, to me, the deadline is the stupidest part of it all. <laughs> I mean, again, I just think for me, it's a concern. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very upset about this one thing. <laughs> I personally think that is concerning. It should be concerning to a lot of people. But again, I think I think he caters to a part of this province that they feel comfortable with his decisions. And that's what I was saying. Happens. Yeah. Yeah, all his voter, all his voters are very happy with this decision. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I'm all for stat days, and I think we need them. I, I don't get excited when I hear a new one, but just all the listeners are aware, like all the provinces across the all, across the country, um, a lot of them have different days that they consider stat days and different days that they don't. Um, so, if you look, you can look it up online by province of what is stat and what isn't. So, all that being said, though, looping it back around, like I. I I also obviously agree it's a really bad look. It just um, adds on to a pattern of repeated behavior that sends a very clear, like as clear as day message to minorities in this province that even though we are investing millions in convincing you to come over here, picking the best from your own countries, making them weaker, picking the best engineers, the doctors, everyone, bringing them over here and then making them be taxi cab drivers and telling them, oops, surprise, your credentials mean nothing here. Um, yeah, it's unsustainable for the future of our province. And that's a very strong p- position I've had for, for years now. Yeah, I think the unsustainability in here is just that, like, they just look at it a one way. And, and, and again, I think one of the issues in New Brunswick is that is that most of the people that are in power, they're old white and they're men the majority is it's it, it insane the amount of, of people that are in power that are this that they have this trade and they don't like change they don't like the change they they just don't like changing things and you know they're like if it's not broken why fix it but guess what this is broken beyond and it, it's just going to become to a point that it's just not becoming sustainable now bear in mind uh, this is a flip province, so most likely it's going to go liberal, but I don't think the liberals are going to do anything either. So it's <laughs> it's definitely not. It, it is quite concerning because because it doesn't matter which party you would go to here. It's basically the same ruling and the same type of system. Uh, and, you know, we'll see in a few years, but who knows what's going to happen. It's the same one. It's the same company. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's whatever. Even, it doesn't matter. It is the same company. It is. There may be slightly different policies, whoever gets elected into power. But in this province, it's a company running it and it's the same one. Mm-hmm. It really and, is. We all know and again, that. We, we all kind of know that as well. But it, in a sense, let's just like and let's just say, for example, let's say that 
you people cater to this company, right? Let's say that 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 they they run the even for them it's not sustainable. At at one point, even like at one point, it's just not gonna work for anybody. But but unsustainable. They they own islands and they, they don't have to stay here. And They're also going. that's the uh, only thing I could I could figure out. Like do you, they will leave and whatever. It, well, it, they'll leave or like they'll die. Like the thing with the old white elites is that they have what 30, 40 years left by the time it becomes unsustainable, like climate change. I think like a lot the of earth. them are thinking <laughs> yes. I'll be dead. Yeah. Exactly. They're all thinking yeah. I'll be dead and this is the next generation's problem. And they're hoping they leave enough money to the baby Irving so that they can go skip out to an island. But I don't think anyone actually cares. They want to be able to like live the most comfortably right now at the expense of every other person in the province that is not one of them on their side kissing their literal ass. And it's got nothing to do with comfort because there's only so much money you can make before your quality of life cannot improve anymore. It, it, it hits yeah. a, a plateau, a peak. It's just literal. Hoard and greed. Complete greed for yes. the sake of having more. Just an obsession. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's one of the things that I, and again, I, I always wonder because I, I agree that, yeah, corp, uh, this big ass corporation has way too much power here. It's ridiculous the amount of power that they have here. Uh, insane to to a matter but i've been in this city meeting and this city things and 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 you know city hall uh you know business councilmen's uh new entrepreneurs all of the crap that you can think of and the mentality of what people do here i don't really know if is that corporation's fault or it's just the way that things have been run here because uh, I mean, Clinton is about you. You've been in the Moncton uh, Council of Chamber of Commerce, right? Yeah. You, you've been like that's a common thing. Everybody that has a little bit of power there is old and white, and a Absolutely. guy, one hundred percent. And you got these people that there was a woman are... president, but she got kicked out. She got like, <laughs> and she was old and white. But again, at least yes, she was a woman. At least she, she was, was a woman. woman. Yes, at least she was a woman. Okay, fair. And, yeah. and these people are supposed to just cater to a demographic of a city, not a provincial thing, not not even in Riverview, not, not even Capillet, just Moncton, just the businesses that are in Moncton. And if you come to an idea that they just don't understand, like they just don't understand it, they don't know what it is, they just understand, they will block it. They'll be like, no, 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 we don't understand this. We need to hold this down. And you're like, I, and I'll, I'll put the example. Somebody was trying to put a hookah lounge. Like they were trying to put a hookah lounge. That, that was the thing. And it was a Middle Eastern man. He explained it. He said he has done it in different places and whatever. They didn't get it. They just didn't get it. They thought it was a restaurant. He's like, no, no, no. Just And they, they are like, oh, you, you can't prove the bylaws. You can't do this. You can't do that. And at the end, couldn't do it. Uh, there was been people that have done some technology things. And I seen... And this is where the kicker comes. And, and again, I'm not blaming anybody. I could be totally wrong. I, ho- I hope I'm wrong. I've seen engineers coming from different countries that had amazing ideas and, and very tech savvy, very tech, very smart people. And they cannot get anything. While I see white kids that they come with an idea that everybody has and they automatically get accepted or get way more traction from People like the Moncton Chamber of Commerce, or or people like uh, you know certain people that than an average immigrant or or somebody that would be 
indigenous world. And uh, for me, that's that's like, how am I supposed to stay here if you are kind of blocking me as Higgs does with the indigenous? Well, if you are somebody that I'm familiar with, I'll give you traction, even if your idea kind of sucks. So it's it is it, it is it is quite quite a uh, it, it's quite you know it is quite interesting how things work here and the changes and and again it's not i think it's a maritime problem i don't think it necessarily is a new Brunswick problem but this is where we live right so that's that's definitely something to think about so anyways I mean, the, Ur- the Irvings might not be dir- directly to blame for stuff like that but they've definitely created this the mentality amongst the white people in power that like the least amount of change keeps everything the same because the the more it changes, I'm sure the the more they feel threatened. Everything's working out well for them because they're all making money. So why let other people have any piece of the pie? Honestly, I, I really don't. I don't. I I don't. That's what know. I think. I, I don't really know if that uh, to blame. Like you can blame Irving for a lot of things. Definitely, you can blame him for a lot of things. Uh, I but do. I, <laughs> but, but I feel like <laughs> so, some type of mentality on how the system is, especially. And again, there is a pattern. Everybody that's in power. Old men and white. That's everywhere. It, 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 it's 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 just like it's like wait a minute. Like there's no young 40, 30 year old woman that can do this shit. Like 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 are you telling me that there's no guy from you know that from Montreal that just happens to be black or brown can't do this and he happens to be in the age of 40? Like it, it doesn't make any sense to me how how positions that you would feel like they need innovation and traction are commanded by people that are like wait a minute what like like i'm sorry I'm not nothing against your age but you shouldn't be here <laughs> like, like, <laughs> brunswick's always been about 30 40 years behind every everywhere else in the world right so yep. i mean hopefully 30 40 years we'll, we'll be seeing yeah, more it, it, and again i, I don't think I, I don't know like i remember one time this was like three four years ago uh there was a guy this was in Ratse in in new brunswick this guy put a food truck selling sandwich and the mayor did not want him to have a, a sandwich truck there. And we were like, and it was all over the news. And he was like, what? Like, and he <laughs> said, literally, he said, we don't like change. That's what the mayor said. <laughs> like, this is real. You look it up. It, it wasn't CBC. I'm not making this shit up. You don't like I, change around these parts here. <laughs> yeah. I put it on my Facebook. I was like, what the fuck like a sandwich truck seriously dude like really <laughs> it's just what, a fucking food what's truck. the change the fact that it's on wheels like what what is new about the concept of food I, that's not change <laughs> again and it's literally recently passed the bylaw to allow kids to sell lemonade outside the front on their front lawn so the, the food truck was just too much for them don't get started don't get people started too about the the steak tartar controversy because i right. even got heard about that in person when i was there Woo! everyone's yeah. up in arms it, again it, it's new Brunswick. it's a it's a it's a pretty it's a nice place to live i, I can't say it's a nice it's place weird. to live but it's, it's scenic, it's, but it's racist beautiful. as fuck. <laughs> Beyond us to know exactly what the cause of the problems are, but I mean, it's it's a far stretch to say that it's not ma- the majority that company. I mean, to, to has to do with why we have the lowest education rates in the country, the the worst economy, the the most racism, <laughs> the most <laughs> like do it's. We, do we have the most? Because you, PEI is very different, right? You just go two hours across, like just drive for an hour. You're well, in a whole great... different world. 
Um, what a great segue into Nova Scotia yeah, and how they might also yeah, be yeah, racist. Yeah. Well, Nova Scotia is not much better, but I'm saying maybe it's because you guys on an island. I mean, I, I gotta say, I don't know. I, I have to check that to see if we're the racist provinces. I don't think so. You know, I mean, you know how we could find flying. out if we're the most racist if there was a commissioner <laughs> against racism, but we'll never know. We'll well, never there is one in Nova that. Scotia. <laughs> then damn it we must be the most racist we don't even have the commissioner (laughs) we should definitely look that up what's the most racist place in in i i'm thinking it's ontario because it's nova scotia has the worst history oh sorry go ahead no no i i would assume it would be ontario because it's the biggest but i don't know what we we, i would say quebec if we were talking about or alberta for talking about nationally we should look that up actually Actually, definitely alberta it says winnipeg is the most racist city i could see that i could definitely see that because winnipeg's the most a lot of things yeah yeah Yeah. i i never heard somebody like winnipeg is so nice like oh my god it's amazing (laughs) i've never heard anybody say that ever first thing anyone brings up when you talk about winnipeg are like very diverse yes but lots of problems Yeah, it is definitely a place. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a segue to Nova Scotia, which uh it is our neighbor <sighs> province. And uh recently Nova Scotia had an election, a provincial election, and the conservative government won a whopping majority. Uh and it was kind of to be expected just because the liberal MP was kind of a dick. Uh he did some crazy shit uh with the borders and well, Blaine Higgs has to have something to do with it because he wanted to stick it to him. And anyways, he lost the election. Uh, that's part. <laughs> that's why he, he lost the election. Uh, the, you know, the conservative government is now in power. But what we want to talk about is, is that the conservative government, uh, there is a position for uh, African Nova Scotian affairs. Now, when you look at African Nova Scotian affairs, not necessarily related to African... Nova Scotia has one of the biggest African Canadian or Black Canadians communities in the country. Is what it has a rich history of Black Canadians. Uh, it's I think one of the best histories that you can tell. That I don't know why movies haven't been made about this. It should be Nova Scotia. Uh, I think they have a rich history and they have a lot of a lot of things and they have been able to prevail uh, despite all of the you know all of the hurdles that have been happened for hundreds of years. Uh, now. The premier of Nova Scotia uh, in a rich black province, he decided to put a white man as the minister of African Nova Scotians. Bye. African Nova Scotian affair. <laughs> uh, he defended it. <laughs> and again, people are outraged, as they should. <laughs> and he said, he's saying that there were no Black Tory candidates among the 31 members who won the riding in the 17th provincial election, uh, which is not true because North Preston had three black candidates. But unfortunately, I've been waiting to ask that <laughs> like all week. OK, I'm glad you brought that up already. <laughs> which like, I thought true. we covered this months ago that North Preston had an all black riding and a black. Yes. So nobody won North Preston. No, no. Anarchy. They, they win it. <laughs> They went there, but it wasn't one of his party. That's the difference. So what happens, politics work is like this. And and it is not supposed to be like that. But what they do is that if your party wins a majority, you put people in your party. I know. So nobody black in that party won. They could put a liberal person like that. They could put a liberal person in that position. That's in that's in parliament. They could put an NDP. they, They could do that, but they choose not to. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty much what it comes to. 
but that's what he's saying. He's saying that none of uh, no black people in his party won. Uh, so he had no choice uh, to put another uh, a white man as the uh, you know minister of African Nova Scotia affairs. So again, I'm not going to dig into much this because this is just ridiculous. Uh, Clinton, what's your take on it? I mean, now this I can really talk about, like you were saying in terms of PR and like talk about not being on brand, man. Like I mean, the public. <sighs> perception of making a choice like this is so ridiculous sure you can state yeah because probably for strategic reasons in terms of what voting getting votes passed and having people in your party in the cabinet makes sense but at least nova nova scotia is a province that is at least pretending to make a lot of forward movement in reconciliation with their dark history with black Nova Scotians. They're pretending, and this couldn't be a worse like slap in the face to that, that forward momentum. Um, there isn't a whole lot to say about this. Like you said, Fidel, there's not a lot to dig into <laughs> other than the fact that it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And that's all there is to say about it. Uh, I'm I was a bit speechless, as I think we all were, as were a lot of our followers that commented on the post we made. Um, it's just absurd. Yeah. Hillary, what's your take on it? Like the same. I'm just like I'm baffled at the level of stupidity. But at the same time, as much as it's like bad PR, it's on brand for the conservatives. Like, like, of course, it's not that shocking, but it's also so shocking. It's just I can't (laughs) like I would. I I don't know if I would rather at least a white commissioner against systemic racism to be able to be like, Blaine, you're an idiot too. But we just have no one because at least this guy can be like, that was stupid. But you have a point, like you've got a person, there's a person in that role. You picked a white person, which is laughable. I don't know. Look, we're all uh, speechless. Yeah, it it is. It is just insane uh, because this is the kicker of the thing. If it was in New Brunswick, there's no black MLAs. If in PI, I think there's one black MLA. I think there's one. Gord McNally or McDowney. I hope I'm not getting his name wrong, but he's going to be on the show. The it's McNally. McNally. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think there's one. In Nova Scotia, a record number of black MLAs got elected now. <laughs> so they don't have, they have more than one. They, they have like three or four. If I'm going to think, I think they have three or four. I think that's what it is. They have four three or four black mlas that could do the job the only thing is is that they're not part of the conservative party which you could if they want to they could put a liberal there they could put that they could put an ndp there they can do that but they choose not to do it well it's like we were saying before about blaine with the indigenous if you're like he's conservative, he wants to please his party and his voters. Like the people voting for him would rather it be probably a white person and not a black person. So he's like he's pandering to his own group. He's giving them what they want. I'm I'm sure, but it is like extremely laughable. Even more so that they have so many. They actually have black options, and it's like no, we're gonna get a white person to do this. Clearly, they know more about Nova Scotian African affairs. Than all the black possibilities. That for me is the ridiculous thing. And I just clarify, they have four black MLAs. Four. Devil's advocate here, just for Why? balance here. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, uh, how often 
in cabinets across the country, do parties put people from other parties in their cabinet? All the time. Okay, so then... Oh, I was on that team. I was like, okay. Look... I wasn't sure what you were going to say, but that is what I was thinking all along. Like, of course, a conservative is going to put a conservative in, but it and, and it being conservative, obviously, they're not going to pick like a black person to make it better. I just it's not that surprising. As long as you're an MLA, you are able to fulfill. It's the premier that's cabinet and you are allowed to put as long as they're an elected official, you're allowed to put them in. But so across the country, lots of different it. cabinets across the country in different provinces have put people of other parties in their cabinet. It happens a lot in places like Ontario, and it happens a lot. In Why would they pick like someone Quebec? from another party? Because that person is qualified. For example, in Quebec, uh, and they want to show. Well, no what word. I'm looking one, for one a of the sense things of first, cooperation. For example, if you have a, and, and I think this happened, and I, I have to, like, in Quebec, it has happened quite a lot because they have different parties like the Bloc Québécois and things like that. Uh, if you do a coalition, right, like if the NDP unites with the Liberals, right, to make, get a majority on, on votes, uh, and it happens in Quebec, like the Bloc Québécois. You know, minority governments. Yeah, to get it. They are able the, uh, to... Nova Scotia is a majority, to, right? Yeah, there's, it's a majority uh, conservative. I wonder how often it happens. Okay. Yeah, but for example, that an example is, is like if you form an alliance with like, I don't know, with the NDP, right? Because you form an alliance with them, you could put people of the NDP as minister. And I know what happens in Quebec with a lot of farming people, like they're very get with. So they have to put somebody that's kind of like in their bubble. Uh, but again, it's not uncommon. You could do it. There's it's not like illegal. Like you could do it. It has happened. Uh they just chose not to do it. <laughs> they should have done it at this time that we're in, in society. They should have done it. But in most uh, majority governments, they probably never do, right? No, they do. Again, it depends on the situation, right? And the position, and right? This is a situation in which they should have done it. Exactly. Like, it, it, like again. I'm there. just looking for context. That's all. But they should have done it. Like It would be interesting, though. Did So did, I would, I'm curious. I'm try, I'm, I will probably look it up. But, like, did they pick any other members of any other parties for any other positions? Good question. Because, like, no, what didn't. if they made, like, I don't know, the person for environment a liberal, a white liberal, but then if African affairs is a white conservative? Um, <laughs> no, no, they usually don't. And again, it's because it's party, it's politician favored. What what you're having to do, because as a leader of, of a party, uh, what people expect from you is that you put your people first, right? And if then you put the crumbs to whatever the hell. However, in this particular situation, I mean, when there's black people that can actually fill the job and they're no brainer. Exactly. Like it, it, it should have been like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's put let's give this one to them <laughs> and let's not put anybody that's not white. Uh, and again, if it was 2020, if this was like if this was like July 2020, right, you know, he would they, we would have picked a black MLA from the Liberal Party, right? But then that's how the that's how the support goes. Like it's social pressure was on really strong back then, and then support wavers, flavor of the month goes away, and now now we're back to not being taken seriously. Look, this is the same thing as I don't know if I am in a company that is I don't know in a private company, and we put head of I don't know. Asian relations and I'm a Dominican black man. It's like, 
whoa, wait a minute. Uh, you're not, yeah. <laughs> you're definitely not the guy. And if there was no qualified people to do it, then maybe that could be an excuse, but there's actually qualified people to do it. It's, it's not really, in this, uh, again, it, it's baffling, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> last, last question. Okay. I noticed. So the guy's name is Pat Dunn, right? Yep. All conservatives. Arlene Dunn, any relation? Any relation to Arlene Dunn here in New Brunswick? No. Head of Aboriginal like Affairs? Isn't she head like of Ab- Aboriginal Affairs here in New Brunswick? Arlene Dunn out of St. John. Pat Dunn, head of African-American Affairs in Nova Scotia. Like, what's going on? But, but I we mean... we a conspiracy theory here? Can you guys hear me? No, you guys can't. Yeah, on. I can hear you fine. Okay, I, I didn't know. My mic wasn't there. Okay, sorry about that. It's uh, okay. Arlene I, I Dunn, Pat Dunn. It's like LeBlanc. This is a common name, the common last name. It is crazy, but it, anyways. Uh, Hillary's looking it up. <laughs> I'm literally typing in every single MLA to see if they're all conservatives because I really want one of these white men to be a liberal so bad <laughs> because it would be so funny. It would be so funny if he had one liberal and it was not for the African affairs, but so far it's looking like they are all conservative. Yeah. Yeah. There's only four black MLAs and they're all, they're three liberal and one NDP. That's all. It's weird with politics because we look at it as a missed opportunity for him, but we have to keep on acknowledging that it's strategic for him and exactly what his voter base and constituents would be happier with. So to them, it's a win. It's all, it's all about whose side you're standing on in perspective. Right. Um, Really upsetting. And I guess I'm not surprised because I was saying that Nova Scotia was moving forward, but that was before the election. And now we have a conservative government and party. Uh, well, it's not all bad news. We got four black MLAs, which is a it's a record. However, it is just crazy how they did that. But yes, I mean, it, it's it's True. a good or bad, but uh, it, it is just uh, insane of what that is. But moving on, let's go for some good news. Uh, let's talk about the TikTok video that has how many views, Hillary? 2.6 million. I don't even know how. Um, so who's, who's introing this? <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to talk about what I like. I guess what I find the most interesting about it is that it's just like me, a black person, co-signing a white person explaining braids to white Let's give people. give some context. Okay, yeah, to the people who haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so it's a it's a video of a white girl um, with, like, orange, quite Afro-y hair who's claiming that in another video she was asked about braids and cultural appropriation, and she's basically explaining that with her hair texture... In the past, she did do box braids that she was given um, like permission from black sisters to wear that hairstyle. But that once understanding and having more familial context and taking into consideration who would be perceiving her with that hairstyle, she chose to go against it. Her own video, I think, has about the same amount of views to like it. When we were at 2 million, it was at like 2.2. It wasn't that much more ahead of us um and yeah it's just her basically explaining why she thinks that white people wearing braids is cultural appropriation um so all i did was duet that video saying that i completely agree with her um and the comments have ranged from people being like it's it's just hair wear your hair how you want to people completely understanding people asking literal 
questions about how to style their hair if this hairstyle is not an option. Um, and then there's like a few that I've responded to that also have like uh, tens of thousands of views, like probably a hundred thousand views with the the three videos I've responded with, um, explaining like my personal opinions on that thing. But again, it's an opinion. And everyone can do their hair how they want. I will not be knocking on doors with like buzzers ready to shave off any box braids I see on anyone that looks white. There are white passing black people. People can do what they want. I personally believe it's cultural appropriation, but that's my hot take on that. No, I actually had to talk to somebody that knows about women's hair because I have no idea. I had no idea about it. And I, and I had to talk to them and uh, what they told me was this, it is the style of hair of braids. Cause there's different styles of braids. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was different styles of braids. Now, if it's, uh, I didn't know that your hair could get just braided by not, uh, depending on the type of hair, you could just get braided naturally. Uh, I don't know how that works, but it's the, for example, Jamaicans have a style of braiding and Africans have a style of braiding that they have a certain style that it's braided as. Now, if you're using those styles, it could be kind of cultural because that's that's actually how they do it. Uh, yeah. But, but she said that there are other styles of braiding that doesn't that's okay. have to do it. Any, any, well, yeah, yeah there's, anything yeah, there's like that. regular, there's a regular like three-part braid that I think like every little girl wants when they're a kid or like what you imagine, like a Rapunzel, like one, two, three braid. But like even, like you said, like women's hairstyle, like my brother goes and gets his Afro braided in like boxes. It's just that it doesn't add the like extensions of fake hair to make it long like I do, but he still gets his braided in like a box, almost like ASAP Rocky style. That's different than like what I do, which is like nodding synthetic hair around mine to make the braid so that it's a different color and it's a different length and it's like extensions. But and like a lot of people have put different facts. I definitely don't have all the facts. A lot of people feel it's cultural appropriation because allegedly slaves would actually uh, hide food like rice and things in their braids to smuggle um, either when fleeing or to, you know, be able to eat more later to have sustenance. Um, there, a lot of white people have responded by saying that Vikings have a similar thing in their culture called fairy locks, which I've looked up and the difference is it's braiding their own natural hair and not taking another synthetic material or a different material and it's not in the box form and so it's like it's like you're saying Fidel it's those specific styles that in my opinion would be considered cultural appropriation like having a braid is not a cultural appropriation to me it's the actual like box style or locks because it's supposed to protect our specific hair type from the elements, from nature, from whatever. So to me, that's the whole point. I also just find it interesting that this video blew up because it's like more evidence to me that white people prefer to hear about these things from white people because it took her, a white person sort of explaining this for a lot of people, it seems like, for a lot of people to be like, oh, I finally get it. And it's like, I feel like everyone's been saying the same thing. I don't know how differently she said it. I found that weird as well because... I mean, you post duets all the time, Hillary, and they're normally duets of black men or women saying really profound, influential and interesting social things. Mm -hmm. And while while all your videos get, whether it's hundreds or tens of thousands of views, it's amazing that people are watching and taking the stuff in and commenting. But then this video 
and then over the time there was there was more and more likes but then boom one day white girl with poofy orange afro hair you make a duet with her and it goes viral I, I think you said earlier that they were on par with the same amount of views but no uh, when it first happened your video had like twice the amount of views of her original video and maybe that one's catching up now but oh. it's it speaks to the people that were, are watching it but i also get really curious about like tiktok's ai and robots and it, what it maybe automatically decides or gets reviewed by people i think there's a some kind of strategy within that company, a combination of AI and people deciding mm -hmm. what they're going to propel forward and, and let get seen. I've seen so much drama on TikTok about how people feeling that TikTok censors Black creators, how there's words you can't mm -hmm. even say on TikTok. Um, you can say words that affirm white power and white supremacy and stuff like that. But if you start mixing the word Black with anything that has to do with social or ch change of the set or the other, TikTok literally will not even let you make the post. Yeah. So this first off, this is we're all so excited for, and this is such an amazing thing that you've mm -hmm. done because people will post thousands of posts and nothing will ever go viral so you took that channel and you did something but however it happened you the excitement that we've all had for weeks has been amazing but when we stop to analyze why this one video we get some pretty interesting questions well and i, I will say that like so for instance what you just said about like them censoring the word black, someone, a TikTok creator screen recorded him adding different words about being black in yep. his bio that weren't allowed. But when he used anti-Semitic, <laughs> it was allowed like different, like actual hateful things, but from a white person standpoint, were allowed to be put in, but not um, just like simply adding the word like black, which is bananas. Um, so, it, but that rumor also used to exist too about YouTube videos. And if there was a black person in the, um, thumbnail that those didn't make have as much traction as if there was no one in the thumbnail or if there was a white person in the thumbnail. But I find that all of our content around braids, it's like the one thing that gets white people the most heated. Like my blog right, about blog. it before yep. the TikTok had so many people in my comments being like, hair is just hair. I don't understand. Why can't, like, at what point is it all just one culture? My, and my real shtick with all of it, my real actual problem is that there are still black girls who wear box braids and get called dirty. There are still people who feel that box braids are unprofessional. And if black people would be allowed to do the thing that is supposed to be theirs without facing so much like disdain and so many issues, then I would be much more for everyone else participating in it. But when it becomes a symbol of like, I have enough money to go away from Jamaica and look, here's my kid in braids on the beach. I have, I went away on a trip, but I can't do it and get a job interview and like, or have to feel like that's a genuine concern about my professionalism, even though I have a degree to back up my education. That's where to me, it's bullshit. Yeah, but I, I think we said this in the podcast before and there's uh, tons of documentaries. Also, the YouTube thing it, it, it's not an assumption. It was the algorithm and it was, yes. it was quite correct. And they, they I think they fixed it. I'm not 100% sure if they did or not. Uh, but we said at this time, the, the system's not made for black people. The system <laughs> has never been made for black people. I mean, I, I, I just don't like there's a documentary in Netflix. I think we talked about this before. I remember the name of that talks about social dilemma. Yeah, this, no, not the social dilemma. It's another one that it talks about AI and people right. of color and facial recognition and people of color. And uh, we talked about this this before. I don't I don't have the name of mm -hmm. it, but it's on Netflix. And 
it just shows you that the system as a whole, when you fight racism, and this is what I let people understand, when you are fighting racism, when you think of racism, it's not a person, it's not a thought, it's a system. Mm-hmm. It's a system. It's a system that you don't see. It's a system that is just there and it doesn't give a fuck what you are. You could be a black millionaire. It doesn't give a fuck. Oprah will get checked because she's black and she's a billionaire. <laughs> uh, that's- well- And it's like you sent the article earlier, and I don't know if you wanted us to discuss it or not, but that Facebook's algorithm labels black men as primates. So, like, it's not even getting better. (laughs) No, but uh, I don't think it's it's not good. I think it is getting better. But, however, the thing about it is, is that when you look at... Systems like buying a home, like if you we've seen that if you buy a home and you put a white person, it gets doubled. Uh, we've seen that if your name is not ethnic, you'll get a better job. Like this yeah. is this is not new. Like this is this is a system that people of color have been embattling for years. Now, if you look at places like Texas, they just put some racist ass law for people not to vote, for black people not to vote. And they don't say it as black people. They're not going to say it for people of color. They're going to put some lingo, that's what they do, that doesn't say black or color or anything. It just says poor or disenfranchised or says nothing at all, but it's targeting that particular. And that is racism. Racism is like a disease. It's like cancer. We don't see cancer. We don't see depression. We don't see it, but it's there. It's just there. It, 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 it is undeniably there. And when you look at the braiding thing, like I, I myself, I had to look up for a person because I was like, I don't understand anything about hair. I have no clue <laughs> what the hell. I, 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 barely sh- I barely cut my hair. And, and it, they told me like, no, it is the style of hair. It's definitely, uh, it's like, she said it to me, imagine a white man from America wearing a dashi. It's like, wait a minute, uh, this is not, <laughs> it looks cool. You may think it looks cool, but it it, it, it doesn't think, it is, it's not what you think it is. I also, I made um, a YouTube video for our channel today, unbraiding my hair as an opportunity to educate people about the process. Because I also just don't think, like, I think that people see it aesthetically, they think it looks pretty, and they do not understand that it literally hurts for the first two weeks it takes five hours to take them out it took seven hours to put them in i don't know that the white people know what they're signing up for (laughs) it's a lot of work it is a lot of initial work to have those braids i think that they all think it looks cool and it does look cool and i understand wanting to participate in cultures i understand being curious i just wish like i said that black people were able to sport the styles that are supposedly theirs without having so much disdain and like so much struggle about it. And then maybe it would be a lot easier for all of us to just share in the same things. Look, I will put this uh, as an example. Uh, If you look at hip hop, hip hop, a black art, it was made by black people. It was made for black people. Uh, Most of their performers are black. And it was done in that, especially Black America. Now, if you look, who's the best-selling rapper of all time? He's white. Yep, he's white. <laughs> and, and it's like, you could see that they, again, it, this is a Black art. This is a, a predominantly Black art created in the projects by Black people, uh, even Latinos. And the best-selling rapper is white. And again, he acknowledges it's a black card and he does that. But you could see how 
did he appropriate it? Yes, he did. And he admits it. He admits it completely, but it's the homage that you have to say it. And I think that's the problem. Like, personally, I think that's the problem. Like, you could do it, but admit that it's not yours or or pay homage to the people that 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 actually did this this art that's that's what i think but again i don't know anything about hair so it's 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 quite difficult for me to explain you you can do it of course they can it's i don't i don't even think it looks that good <laughs> when someone with light skin does it that's just a personal thing it's it's weird it's like maybe exposed, some people can pull it off looks like they just got back so from the caribbean like you said like they they went they were on the beach in the caribbean and someone braided yeah. their hair uh, I miss my braids. I used to have braids down here, just like hang down braids. I went years, years with cornrows, super long. Yeah, there's something about braiding that's nice, and it, it feels it feels cultural, and it it connects. Hair is important to all cultures, and it connects you in a way to your culture. And uh, that's also the thing. Like we could have a whole other talk about dreadlocks, right, and the appropriation out of Jamaica, the particular style of dreadlocks, and how tightly to Jamaicans it's actually part of a religion, a devout religion that you, if you put your hair like that, you're supposed to be following certain guidelines in a way of life. And then suddenly it just it became a thing out here too. Um, like you said, Hillary, braids are very cultural, and they 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 talk. This style of braids t- goes back to slavery and underground railroad and communicating messages and escape and freedom and mm-hmm. even food when that to eat when they're escaping. That is that is quite uh, quite so. White people, if you're braiding, I don't know. I, again, Hillary's the expert. Congratulations on Hillary of uh, uh, the TikTok video. I don't know what to say <laughs> to you, white people, about this shit. I don't. <laughs> I mean, all I have to say about it is like, if you're just educate yourself, maybe sign a petition, letting black women and men sport their hair, how they want in job interviews and, and go, go with God and have good intentions. Just have good intentions. It's your head. Do as you choose. Uh, I guess. So uh, we're going to move on to our last topic. Uh, And this is, I mean, I, I read this and this is a bit confusing to me. Because there's no more information about uh, it. This happened in Moncton, New Brunswick, uh, where we, well, except Hillary used to live, but we and Clinton still live here. Uh, a man by the name of Mohammed Ben Youssef uh, said that he was targeted uh, off road road rage in Ammon Road in Moncton. And there is a video. You can look it up. It's on the CBC uh, New Brunswick website. You can look up. There is a video. Uh, and the person goes abrupt and telling to get out i mean there is cursing and and it's 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 quite hard to watch because his family was there uh now it doesn't say and and this is why i'm confused i'm i'm very confused uh you could target it as islamophobia they could definitely target it as an islamophobia attack however there's not a clear detail of what exactly happened there's a video uh but I don't really, again, I'm confused. I'll I'll let you guys comment about it, but I wish I would have more details on this, to be honest with you, what it looked like. It definitely looks like an act of Islamophobia, but it's, I don't even know what happened, why this didn't happen. So go ahead, Clinton. Okay. Um, So to anyone who looks up this video, yeah, it's quite triggering. There are... The, the way the young children in the car are screaming is uh, is quite emotional. Um, so what happened is a man named Mohammed Ben Yusuf uh, was driving last week Sunday on Ammon Road, which is just north of Moncton, in between Irish Town and 
I don't know, just go west of there. Uh, and he was driving down the road and a truck abruptly pulled out of his driveway. He, he, he says he had to swerve around it instead of slam on the brakes. Uh, he went around the truck. It was a solid line. Yes. Um, and then the truck driver proceeded to speed up, follow him behind him, continuously honked his horn while giving him the finger. Then he, the truck driver, then himself whipped around the solid line, um, whipped in front of Ben Yusuf's car, uh, slammed on the brakes, causing Ben Yusuf to swerve partly off the road towards the ditch. And then he got out of, the truck driver then got out of his car and started approaching the car and would point the, the gentleman, Mohammed Ben Yusuf, started filming. Now, the road rage exists Road rage happens every day across Canada, um, in Moncton all the time. People get pissed off when they're driving all the time. So the thing you may have missed, Fidel, was in the video twice. The first, as the man is approaching the car, he, um, you can hear him saying on the video, "foreign cocksucker." He yells that, and then he's fighting with them, and he's he's when you watch the video, like Ben Yusuf in the car is trying to restrain him and prevent him from hurting him, and. The, the man had four children in the car, a 13-year-old, 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a three-and-a-half-month-old three baby. The 13-year-old is recording, and um, this man comes to the window and starts screaming all these obscenities. He, during the video, he did say effing cocksucker once, and then towards the end of the video, again, he called, he used the term foreign cocksucker. So that's what makes it really a racist attack and a hate crime, and leads you to believe that this man wouldn't have just tracked down and, and the 77 year old man wouldn't have just raged and cut someone off almost causing him to crash and attack him in the car just based on his car rolling around him this guy said that twice it's very if you listen in the video it's very clear even though there's a lot going on and that's what makes it kind of like it's it's a hate crime um and he really endangered him he during the video he is telling ben yusuf that he crossed the solid line but the guy did the same thing to cut him off just minutes later he did the same thing um and also i i heard another article after that is that the man was arrested and then released so there was some relief in that for ben yusuf um and i'll add this before hillary goes my partner got in touch with him and she actually spoke to him on the phone. And so he's been living here again since 2004. Uh, he is a man from the Middle East. I can't remember what country, but he has experienced racism a number of times. And he's trying to help his daughter, his children not grow up traumatized and try to convince them that this is a safe place for them to live here in New Brunswick. Uh, and then this happens. And I can tell you those four girls, like their lives they're not going to have the, once you experience racism, they're not going to have the ability to function the exact same as they ever had before, which is a really sad thing because I think Hillary, you said it too, like the way the little girl was screaming in the video, it was oh. just goosebumps. It was hard curdling. It was insane. Mm -hmm. But Fidel, that's what happened. That's what makes it, there's road rage is road rage. People get pissed off at each other for lots of different reasons, but this was clearly more than simple road rage because it was a personal attack and even the he the man came to the car yelling out foreign you know what i'm not going to say it again and then he says it again during the video and then he like cuts himself somehow and he wipes himself with the knife and then he throws his bloody rag at Mohammed ben yusuf back into the car like this guy shouldn't be free <laughs> he shouldn't be on road <laughs>
I, he got arrested and released. <laughs> now the question is going to be, does he get charged? Do any charges stick? Is he going to have to take sensitivity training, anger management, just like the guy during the Black Lives Matter March last year, March 2020, May 2020? Yeah, as if. Knowing That's our justice system. Yeah, but not for... He's they not- didn't name the man. For some reason, they started lasting. They didn't even name the man that got arrested in the, in the articles that I read. And that was very surprising to me. They always named the, the, the alleged criminal or the... Why are they keeping his name out of it? That's that's ridiculous. They can't wait to name people half the time. <laughs> well, once he gets charged, uh, once he gets charged and 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 gets the with the trial, like what happened with that's a good example. Okay. What happened with okay. the guy with the eggs? What I will say is this: he won't get charged for a hate crime because in New Brunswick, it's not illegal. Not, that that is not a crime. No, we know that. Uh, now, oh my God, Hillary, go ahead because I have so much. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you look so confused. Uh, I'm I'm super confused. And I'll be charged for assault because the racism is not a crime. No, and, and, and I'll tell you why. But go ahead, Hillary. I guess my initial thought is like whether he was like picking on this guy or not. Like it's it's the same thing as when celebrities or YouTubers or whoever in a moment of rage say out say the n-word and then it becomes evident that it's in your vocabulary you wouldn't be calling someone a foreign the words that Clinton used I won't say it either um you wouldn't call someone that unless you you were ready to be racist upon seeing that they are different than you are willing to throw that into the mix to add to your own anger it's like you're angry that someone cut you off but oh no the person who cut me off is also a of another race doubly go fuck yourself type of thing the fact that this person had like no regard for the kids is like the most upsetting to me it's one thing to be mad it's one thing to be mad and racist but to traumatize four young little girls like teen to like what did you say three like that to me is the most three and a half months three and a half months nine, 11 and seven or so. yeah that's like the nine, most three. upsetting to me and like it just really it like it's really really sad i guess my other thoughts is just that like, it's sad that you tried to bring these people to New Brunswick to show these kids a better life because, uh, unfortunately, bit racist over there. Um, this person who committed this crime to me definitely sounds like the person who would be happy about Truth and Reconciliation Day not being enshrined. Um, it's it's just really unfortunate. I it hate... I mean, I can't even say I hate New Brunswick. All of Canada quite a bit racist i mean uh, there's so many things because I, I mean and this is i put myself in that mansion and, and that's the first thing i'm thinking i'm with my kids and personally this has happened to me that people come with road rage and they come at me now once they see a big black guy and they see that i'm ready for the smoke the whole thing comes down that it has happened to me. Literally, I seen an old, an old person pull out to me and I said, chill. And he got scared. And he just like, the demeanor changed quickly. Because he was like, uh, if you're ready for this, I'm ready for this too. Because it's road rage. However, this is, it, it, just, it, it just bothers me in a, in a sense that, would that guy find it different if they would have seen a guy, like this guy looked like he was a family man, that he was just trying to just live in it and he was trying to just get his family and his daughter. And I think the guy saw a guy that wasn't back. Mm. Would, would that be different if they would see a guy that was ready to fight back? And then it gets turned around. It's like, oh my God, this Islamic people or whatever. And, and this is this is this is where 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 I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a bit conflicted because I'm saying, like, yeah, 
he said what he said is not going to get punished. It should get punished. It's definitely a hate crime. But the fact that it it's it's not a win win situation. What if they, like I'd look at myself? It's like if I get if I would have been him and I don't and I do what he did. It's a hate crime. But if I react, I would be looked at it as a Islamic or, or like a terrorist or this foreigners are being here to to do this. So it, it, it's not a win win situation for this guy. And I don't know. I mean, it's just for me, it's it's, it's kind of because what do you do? Like he did the right thing. He probably called the cops. He got arrested and it got charged. But what if it didn't go viral? Right. Like what if it didn't go viral? What if it wasn't on the news? What if it just it's something that would have happened in a, in a regular day? Uh, it would this person be able to do anything, anything really, and and be able to get justice? I don't even know if they if he could, uh, and that's that's the confusing part to me because uh, Clinton cleared it up that what he said, and it's like, okay, definitely the guy is racist. Uh, an old white white man saying racist stuff doesn't surprise. However, would that man do something if they know that the guy would react, or would he feed the victim if the guy would have reacted? Right. And it's it's just no I, do, I just don't see when you're a person of color, there's no in a, in a regular road rage. Because, again, I seen road rage between people and they just in different places and doesn't matter what country you are. They fight, they yell at each other and they get themselves into the car and they leave. Everybody has road rage. But when you are in his position, especially with and we don't talk a lot about Middle East and because it's a different culture and out of respect, I don't think we should talk about something that we're not familiarized with. Uh, but Middle Eastern people get a lot of hatred here and there's no way of winning because if you, uh, again, if you are violent, they will catalog you as violent, even if you, but if you're not violent, then you're, that you, you get as a victim as well. So it, it is kind of, it's sad to say that it, it is a, it, it is quite a challenging position to in history i i feel i feel very bad for that because i don't i don't know how i i mean i'm glad that he got at least some justice that they got arrested but i mean is anything going to happen who knows i mean our, our justice system is so slow that who knows what will happen again that's 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 what i have i don't really know what to say about i, I feel sad for the whole situation what i will say and hillary you can use this for my teaser if you want um in the case of Mohammed Ben Yusuf um, doing what he did on that day, I think we could look at that as probably a textbook example as one of the best ways to react as a person of color in 2021, being faced with aggression or racism or stuff like that. Um, you were saying there's no way to get a win-win for him because if he backs down, he can get hurt. If he stands up for himself, he can be looked at as a crazy Islamic terrorist because he's standing up for us. He's doing anything as an immigrant here in New Brunswick, and people are going to lash out at him against for that. But passing the phone to your daughter, defending yourself, he held the man's hand. He was defending himself. He was explaining the situation to the cars around him, saying, look what this man is doing. And while restraining the man, he was strong enough to restrain the old guy. Um, he was saying, like, just he just kept saying, leave me alone. Let go of me. If I let go of you, are you going to walk away? Like, is this done? Like, let go. Um, if I let go of you, are you going to leave? Like, you stop harassing me and my children. It's on tape. Look what this guy's doing. 
that's all you can do because otherwise it's his word against his mm -hmm. and if he reacts too too harshly like you said he can be looked at as the, the immigrant coming over here making problems even though he's been here 17 years i say that's a new Brunswicker to me um so Mohammed Ben Yusuf what you did was great and it was a smart move for your family it was a really quick decision in a like, I know you've experienced racism here before but it was really quick thinking and I think that's the best thing you could have done in getting the news involved and you know seeking to find justice for what happened to you and your family yeah I, I guess that's the only thing again I think he, he, he I guess you're right I think he probably did the best thing you could do uh I, I think that's that's what I uh, look at it I just I just find it so unfair though like for example like I said I, I seen would that happen if he was a white man they probably both would have yelled and I was gonna say that if I had a 37 year old white man in a business suit or going to play golf <laughs> the guy would have walked to the car and been like hey you know you really shouldn't do that and oh yeah sorry buddy yeah you know well, I just didn't want to hit your car well, no, okay well yeah have a beer here's a course late but that's what I mean right that like it's almost like seeing that it was an As immigrant he, approached, he got more angry yeah he got I'm, more I'm angry on what you're saying yeah yeah seeing somebody who's like visibly brown Doubled. cut me yeah. off holy fuck and then that's what comes the end of the end of the world not just the actual driving incident as he was walking to the car the hatred increased in yeah and then he yelled at, yeah and he once he realized who he was maybe then he says foreign you know what and yeah it just because that's what there. i was trying to figure out in like while fidel was sort of like walking through the like putting yourself in the other person's shoes i'm trying to figure out like and all the times I've driven that I've gotten angry, it takes you so long to clock what the other person looks like. Like you're not staring through windshields to figure out who's driving. So at what point do you clock that it's a foreigner until you like physically get out of the car ready to fight? So you had in my mind at a certain point, I'm thinking that it would have been getting out of the car while already angry that he would have realized, or maybe like the second or third cutoff that kept occurring that he finally realizes that it's a foreigner in quotations. Like, I, I just, I don't think that the initial incidents he would have thought this is a foreign person and I'm going to aggressively attack this man. Like that had to have built up and then become like knowledge at some point in the middle of the incident. Could have. Well, while we're theorizing, though, the, mud, the the wife and the daughters were wearing the hijab. Hijab. So yeah. he may have been able to see that from the truck because he was like he was driving behind them, honking the horn and giving them the finger. So he was actively. Then probably. Yeah. Again, you don't know. That, that's what I. That's what I'm. I don't know. Like again, I had had incident and and I seen people like they they are mad at me. I'm mad at them. But when they see their yeah, reaction. Yeah, when I see the reaction, they're like, oh, wait a minute. And they're like, they, they already comes down to the citizens. And they, I don't even, I never had the, 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 the hold it. But like that thing, that the confusion is like, how far did that man go to do that? And, and that's, and I'm like, am I missing something here? Like, 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 what the hell? Like, like, really? Like, and again, I, I definitely think, I, I agree with you, Clinton. I think he did the right thing. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm just baffled that somebody would go again. I can see that his hatred and then definitely racist, but I mean, you'll go out of your way to do that. Like you will, you, you went out to get this guy when again, it, it's just, that's what I said. Am I missing something? It, it, was there a problem previously? Could be uh, wrong seems, place, wrong time. It I, I could know. be that there was some kind of taunting going back and forth. Uh, I would imagine 
a man with his four daughters in the car wasn't doing too much to try to, even if he had to swerve around the truck and there was some honking going on, I would have, my imagination tells me he wouldn't be doing too much to try to aggravate and escalate the situation. Yeah. Maybe less than he may have done when he was on his own. I've never met Mohammed Ben Yusuf. I know nothing about him. Um, but still, to get to the point where a truck swerves around him, screeches yeah, like, on the brake, cuts him off. It could have just been wrong place, wrong time. Guy or, having a bad day. Guy is already racist. Guy sees this happen just a lot of a lot of smoke for Ammon road like no 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 no. it's a lot of hate like again it's a lot of hatred for for that but anyways we're gonna wrap this up i think this has been the longest episode in a few weeks though so uh yeah that was a good conversation uh again please uh subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, stitcher google wherever you get your podcast uh don't forget to support us on patreon and paypal uh subscribe to us on social media tiktok Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Black in the Maritimes. And uh, you guys have anything else to say? Follow those places if you can find them. Follow me if you can find me, Clinton Davis. That's it. Uh, Cropberry, same same thing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Peace. Peace. Bye.